You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Horrors Podcast, episode 138. My name is Luke Rodriguez. I am joined, as always, by Jacob Hopkins. Jacob, we are back. We took a week off. We went to the mountains. We survived, and now we are here podcasting once again. Interestingly enough, we uh, we didn't go to the mountains together. We went to different mountainous locations. I'd say yours was probably a little drier, more uh, swanky than mine. Mine was a little more in the mud and in the rain. Definitely. Uh, dry or no, but, yeah, well, I, okay, to, to be fair, to be fair, you were actually outdoors <laughs> the entire <laughs> right. time when you were in the mountains. So, yeah, I did have an option of going inside. Back in, in the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good time, man. Uh, it's, you know, uh, a long and complicated story as to why we didn't have a, an episode last <laughs> week. Kind of sad, so I don't think we're going to get into it. But uh, I'm happy to be here because... Oftentimes, we, we take a break from the show, and nothing really happens while we're gone, and right. that makes coming back really difficult, but luckily enough, there's plenty of shit to talk about now. We we actually got to be selective with the news feed, as opposed to just fuck it, throw it on there. We were like, eh, let's leave that one off. And per usual, we have a classic, uh, ignored by me, discovered by Jacob Hopkins. <laughs> so. It's just like, look, let's not shake up the formula too much, right? Let's, <laughs> let's keep it as is. Don't fix it if it's not broken. Absolutely. Right? And in fairness, though, I also overlook it until you mentioned looking at emails, and I go, I have an email account that I probably should look at uh. on occasion. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by our Patreon podcast supporters, sponsors, donators, providers, all that good shit. Their names are Joe Decker, Drew Marvick, the big motherfucking homie K-Muck. Um, we've also got we, – we, we see, here's the problem. We okay. opened up a new spot. Right. Uh, wasn't this a, by a person who begged us to open up a new slot? Beg is probably a strong word. Maybe. They asked very, very... Uh, they, 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 they didn't even ask. They suggested... For sure. Uh, and it very kindly, they suggested. Which is wild to me. Like, how awesome is... It's a wild, awesome feeling to know that you, they, that person asked to have money given to us. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to do about that. I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, same here. Uh, but uh, good, the the good news is this is this is someone that we've talked about before. Uh, yes, these are the uh, the people that bring you the biohazard babies, which we have absolutely given a shout out to on the show before, and I am so thrilled to do it again. Uh, for those that don't know, it's an Etsy shop. Just type in biohazard babies in Google; it'll take you straight to it. And I've got all these creepy ass baby dolls that you just uh, you know. I, I assume uh, order and just pray that they're not haunted in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like it could be questionable, like some of these could be possessed. I feel like this is a really good thing to have in your uh, spare bedroom for, like, uh, like to keep guests from staying too long. Like, you know, like, I'm just going to hang out for a couple more days. Like <laughs> Just nope, perch this got, on the dresser. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah, I've got these creepy-ass baby dolls that live in here. <laughs> well, you know what? I, we've got to go back home. It's a long drive. It's a, like, instant, like, parent-in-law, like, <laughs> yes. shoe-away, <Just>, basically. <laughs> they're repellent. Yeah, parent-in-law repellent. Uh, yeah, they're, they're very cool, so go check them out, Biohazard Babies. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, we've also got Patrick, which I'm not sure if you send us anything this time. Do we have a shout-out from Patrick? He might have. An, oh, yeah, because it was for last week, and since yeah. we didn't do last week, let's just roll it over. Let's do it. Uh, we've also talked about this character on multiple occasions. We've even got a feature 
talking about the man on the website, and that is the one, the only Matt Pepler. Ah, so talented. Matt Pepler art. Dude does some sweet-ass minimalistic-style alternative posters. If you watch the YouTube channel, Alex, I think damn near his almost entire background is done with Matt Pepler art, right? Yeah, pretty much. I really dig that style. Yeah, I do too. So if you're not familiar with the guy's work, uh, which you probably are, I think we did some promo codes for him uh, a couple times maybe. Uh, But if not, go check out Matt Pepler. Uh, Do we have a, a, a website for him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just redone it. Let me check it out. I think it's just Matt Pepler art. Survey I would says, like to uh, just be 100% sure. Bom, 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 bom. Yeah, you go to Etsy. Oh, no, he's changed it. F me. Well, while you're figuring that out, check this out. Check it. We also have a giveaway to do on this episode by a brand new sponsor that we kind of alluded to before, but now it is official like a ref with a whistle. Oh, Oh, did you just come up with that on the flyer? Have you I heard did that not. one before? Because okay. <laughs> I have not heard that one before. Uh, Death Wish Coffee has joined the Modern Horrors family. And in case you don't know, their mission is to fuel you wherever you go. Death Wish Coffee is made by passionate people for passionate people. They strive for the best tasting and highest quality organic and fair trade beans in every bag. Their processes are USDA certified and they are committed to sustainability throughout all of their products. They also offer a 100% no bullshit guarantee. And now we're drinking them on the Modern Horrors Podcast. And it is no bullshit. And if you're a coffee slash caffeine addict such as myself, this is the fucking coffee for you. It's got the most caffeine bang for your buck by a long shot. And that shit is dark and bold. And by the way, part of that no bullshit guarantee is that it is, if it isn't the strongest coffee you've ever tried, they will gladly give you a refund. Death Wish Coffee. Check them out. I, and we've got the fucking hell of a giveaway. We've got, uh, we're going to, I guess, do a breakdown of uh, giveaway prices because they sent some shit over. And oh, we've I got mean, it for days. We got dude. stickers. We got sunglasses. We got pa- literal pounds of coffee. So, yeah, we've got two pounds of coffee we're going to give away. Uh, one pound to two people. Then we've got some sunglasses and some stickers. What are we going to do? Uh, retweet, I guess, or share this episode yeah, across we'll social media? Out. I'm probably sharing the episode. It makes Share the most whatever sense. it is. And then uh, you have to give. Uh, you know, follow them on uh, their social media as well. So, yeah, which their social media game is is strong. It's so. fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's not. You would you would think a coffee company would just be sharing bullshit coffee things. It's right. pretty fucking funny, dude. They also have their own podcast that talks about shit. That's like I was like, who the fuck wants to listen to a coffee podcast? But like, it's not. It's though, not really yeah. a coffee podcast. They talk about all kinds of shit. Yeah, fueled uh, fueled by. It's uh, they've got. 60-some-odd episodes, and they're just talking to random motherfuckers about things. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'm I know down. the latest was about a dog trainer, which me and you both love fucking dogs. We so, do. Well, um, phrasing, but yeah. Yeah. We don't I, love I fucking dogs. <laughs> Maybe we do. You just don't knock it till you try it. A little, a little bit. All right, guys. Well, we got uh, a pretty healthy episode, I would say, uh, because in round number two, we're actually going to be doing back-to-back double-header reviews. Double whammy. You know how we do it. Every single time we take a week off, we come back strong. That is the modern horrors guarantee, the no bullshit guarantee <laughs> on our end. We, we're not actually guaranteeing no and, bullshit. And we can't give you any money back. We need it so bad. <laughs> So, that being said, uh, we're going to be reviewing The Ritual, which hit Netflix. Everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it. Lord knows I've seen pretty much everyone yep. talk about it now. For sure. They have an opinion. Yep. Uh, as well as Hellraiser Judgment, which I think 
probably less people have seen. But just as many have an opinion. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so the ritual and Hellraiser judgment are going to be in round number two. Round three, you know, we took a week off and we still we still have no idea what we're going to do in round three. Hey, look, like I said a second ago, let's not change the formula. <laughs> Let, let's not pretend... To go ahead and figure out round three. Okay, that's That's great. why we put breaks in the show, so we can sit here and, like, twiddle thumbs. That's that's exactly right. So, before we get to any of that, Jacob Hopkins, please, sir, take me through the news feed. I about cried. I almost knocked over my coffee. Oh, uh, please don't. Well, the good news is we have literal pounds, have pounds of it downstairs. Somebody would not get their giveaway. <laughs> We'd have to make some more. Which wouldn't be that unusual. Nah, it'd be fun. <laughs> All right, let's start off with a shit ton of trailers with, uh, let's begin with Eat Me. Mm. And I'm not... Not saying eat me, Luke, but like the the, the movie Eat Me. No, I, I appreciate the clarification. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this one is really interesting because I think it is both uh, written and uh, starred in by like a playwright. So like the the narrative storytelling of this one is going to be a little bit different than we we're, we're probably used to seeing in horror cinema. Probably a little more, dare I say, smarter. Oh, um, you know, no shots fired or anything, but like, you know, at least approaching it from a different point of view. Uh, the trailer now is up on modernhorrors.com. Feel free to go watch it because I think this one's probably sliding underneath almost everyone's radar. And uh, I haven't watched it personally yet. Patrick is doing the review from the website. Uh, he is a very, very, very big fan of this one. Okay. I can see this being up your alley because it's home invasion. Yeah. But then it also is adds. It? Well, yeah, true. And it adds a little bit of a twist on Home Invasion so it doesn't feel like it's just... Derivative. Yeah. So last week when we weren't sure if we were having a show or not, I watched a whole shit ton of trailers. And this was one of my watch for last week. And there was a lot of them I was like, meh about. Yeah. I was less meh about this one. Uh, Just because there's an interesting twist with our... uh, In case you don't know, uh, the Home Invasion, which I guess we're going to say we think is happening. Yeah. Happens after this, uh, our protagonist, she takes a fuck ton of pills. Oh, yeah. And uh, at least throughout the whole trailer, she just don't give a fuck, it don't seem. Yeah, I mean, she has been invaded, but she's really just kind of going along for the ride. Right, she's like, yeah, cool, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, take whatever you want, you know. Uh, But then the trailer alludes to uh, maybe there's some sort of history between the invader and the victim, and then a... Uh, role reversal, probably uh, of sorts, that happens in the in the I'm assuming the latter act of the of the film. Uh, I'm I'm sold on this one. I, I, to be fair, when the trailer first started, I was very meh because I was like, yeah, I feel like I've seen all of this before. Sure. But the longer that trailer went on, the more it, it sort of uh, separated itself from that path that's been worn out over recent years. So I'm pretty excited for this one. I'm gonna give it a go. Why not? I mean. Well documented that Home Invasion isn't my number one cup That's of tea. Fair. That's fair. But I do appreciate any time that you try to do something a little different, a little new. Because I think the that subgenre as a whole has plenty of legs. It's got room to do a lot of different things. Yeah. So it's nice to see when somebody actually does a little something different. Uh, we have a date on that We one? do. Uh, surprise, surprise. That was his one thing I did get ready with. <laughs> Theatrical, which... I think that says something. Yeah. I mean, a limited amount of screens, but yes. As always. So you fuckers next to sweet-ass theaters are going to get it. March 2nd, and then for the rest of us uh, plebs, VOD (laughs) on the 6th. (laughs) Which is fine. Um, Pretty healthy lead-in on this one. Uh, We'll have a review up on release week. And uh, from from everything I've heard so far, at least Patrick is on board. I usually agree with Patrick's opinions. So, yeah. Y'all both like do love asshole movies. That's true. Literal asshole's movies. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Eat me. 
March 6th. No, thank you. All right, moving along. You've heard of a little service called Shudder, I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. Think most of our listeners probably have, right? I think we still get a box of their shit somewhere in here. We actually do. We need to, <laughs> speaking of giveaways, we probably need to do some of that, right? Yeah. Dark Thriller, Cold Hell. This is a uh, German. Yeah. Germans feel, like some weird shit. I feel like you'd be into this one. I kind of am, and I don't really know what that says about me. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think that what's important to to talk about in this one, uh, Cold Hell, is that it it very much is a dark thriller. Uh, this isn't really a horror movie in the traditional sense. Uh, it seems to be more of a, you know dark thriller uh but a particularly genre slanted one i mean there's there's throat slitting there's lots of uh, violence but more violence than you would see in like a traditional at least american uh thriller i can't tell if this chick is super fucking badass or if she's barely hanging on barely hanging on like i I don't fucking know because at one minute it looks like she's chunking fucking elbows and shit and then the next it looks like she's about to be chopped the fuck up yeah i think she's probably she probably starts off not that badass and progressively gets more badass as the movie goes on. Uh, of course, I have no idea because I haven't seen it. But it's going to be on Shutter pretty soon, and I think a lot of you guys have them already. Uh, do we have a date on when it's actually going to hit Shutter? The 15th. March 15th. March 15th. Okay. Look at this motherfucker being prepared. How about that? So what struck me is this one. Did you ever watch um, I Saw the Devil? Yes, yes. So this one kind of strikes me as being that kind of genre film. Okay, I can see that. Like, I can see that. Sort of action thriller, but also really fucked up, so like it can't really be called an action thriller. I actually enjoy I Saw the Devil. Yeah, me too. I liked it a lot. The only thing I've got on this one is this guy, I don't know, it's like a... Not an ugly aesthetic, but there's a weird aesthetic that I can't quite put my finger on. I don't know, I like what, to, I don't know what to compare it to. Mm, I like it. Uh, I, I agree that it's definitely um, different. Uh, aesthetically, it almost reminds me of the foreign girl with the dot, dot, dot. The girl movies. with the dragon tattoo? Yeah, like or girl that kicked the hornet's nest or whatever. Like all of those movies, the aesthetic that that has, okay. this one kind of reminds me of those. A little bit. I think those look way better. Than Obviously more sure. polished. Yeah. I did say that this is. She struck me as this is like a a role that they wanted for Liam Neeson, but they're like, let's make it a chick. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean that's. I mean, Atomic Blonde came out last year. The Villainous came out last year. That's almost like more John Wickish though. Those. Uh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They're thinking they're best. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're thinking this is more of a. Uh, e- even less actiony, badassy than than either one of those movies. I have maybe, yeah. I would. Mm, I gotta assume yes. Yeah, because right? those were damn near like pure action movies. Yeah, just from the get go. Yeah. What was that uh, Jennifer Lopez movie where she's uh, getting beat up by her husband or ex husband? Yeah, Double learned, Jeopardy. I think is that the one. Mm, I don't know where she learns no. the fucking box or something. And I don't think beats the hell out of the dude. At the I end. know exactly what you're talking about. I I, I want to say it's Double Jeopardy, but I, I don't think that it doesn't is. sound right. It's but it, I think it. I think she had two movies that came out at like the same time. Okay. Kind of like Long Kiss Goodnight and like uh, Long Came a Spider. I always confuse those two. I think it's kind of like that. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like it's this is going to be the progression, right? Is Maybe there's some stalky bullshit going on. Then she just kicks ass at the end. Yeah, who knows? Uh, it, it looks like there's a lot of uh, detective story involved here, which usually Could I roll my eyes miss. at. Could be hit or miss. Looks like it's hit in this one, though. Uh, flying knees are hitting, that's for sure. I saw a couple <laughs> I saw a couple flying knees, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, Shutter next month, mid, mid of the month. Uh, I, I, 
I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make like an appointment to be on my couch on the 15th to watch this one, but I, I do think I'm, it's, a, it's eventually going to be played on my television. Yeah, I, I won't. Uh, I mean, at some point I will watch it, but yeah, sure. I'm with you. I'm just not like, oh, I must see it right now. Right, but right. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Good news is we have it already, so we can watch it and uh, at least tell you guys if you should if you should be on your couch on the fifteenth. Well, maybe then I'll have to watch it sooner rather than later. Nah, we'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> Something I am excited to watch sooner rather than later, and guess what, assholes, you can too. Uh, and this is the one that Luca alluded to that uh, almost just didn't get get talked about, and it doesn't appear that anyone's talking about it. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone mention it. Coming out of Malaysia, interchange. What did that? What did I say? The the press release said like Malaysian mystical yeah, I mean, some bullshit. A bunch of buzzwords that is the exact opposite of anything that oh. would grab my interest. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Mystical Malaysian supernatural thriller. <laughs> so do you blame me for hitting the trash can promptly whenever that popped up on my phone? That's fucking amazing. Uh, but. As as Jacob, you are so known to do here lately. Uh, you actually gave it its fair shake. You you watched the trailer. Uh, you didn't told me to watch the trailer. And wow, I am so so surprised here. I mean the uh, again, kind of in the same way that Cold Hell is like dark thriller. I think this one is very much in, in a similar sort of a space. Not really a traditional horror movie, but you know, um, thriller. I'm, I'm into <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into that. There's some weird shit going on to this one. Like, Homeboy pukes up like a, a baby feathered pterodactyl creature. And then looks like um, other people are dressed in some sort of like ritualistic garb doing something and. Very bird like, too. Yeah, yeah. And he may or may not himself turn into a fucking bird of some kind. It look that way, don't it? Uh, it does. Uh, so I, I think because of those supernatural elements, I, I think this one fits in the genre a little better than Cold Hell does. And aesthetically, I think it looks great, too. It's one of the best ones we've, at least on the list for sure, that we've got as far as aesthetics go. Yeah. Pure aesthetics of it. And you mentioned um, there was uh, the, the the pterodactyl that the dude sort of <laughs> pulls out of his throat right. at some point. Uh, you're like, well, it's kind of shitty CG. Yeah. But it's not that bad. Like, if you're, if you're going to have... In the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah, if, if you're going to have, like, budget CG in your movie, at least have some sort of visual style to make it almost... Like, you don't want it to be in that uncanny valley space. Right. Like, you want it to be, like, noticeably stylized in some way. And I feel like they do a good job of that here. No, you're right. And once you mentioned that, it's like, yeah, they did take some effort to uh, give it a style. So yeah. it did. Because, yeah, if you just, like, we're going to try to make it as real as we can go. We obviously don't have the budget to make it look real, yeah. but we're just giving it a go. It does look weird. I mean, you get in that situation of like the deer and a cure for wellness, right? Yeah. yeah. Where it's just, uh, you're like, oh, too, like it looks, too much. If it was on its own, it looks great. But once right. it starts interacting with things in the real environment, like it falls apart very quickly. So you have to give it that extra little bit of uh, dust on top of it. They've got a lot of, they're pulling out a lot of style in this one, man. There's a, a Matrix moment where Homeboy's just flying up in the air and the yeah. rain's all slow down and shit. I mean, it looks straight out of the Matrix. Yeah, it really does. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more interested in this one than Cold Hell, to be honest. Uh, and I think, not real sure, it might be out already, I'm not sure. So this one, yeah, it's it's out already. And when we watch the trailer, which we have to imagine most of these people who have got the view counter going are all press people, I have to assume, Yes, right? probably all of us, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was only like 100 views on the trailer alone. So yeah, so this one is... No one's talking about it. Way, way, way under the radar. I feel... Like, we haven't seen it. We just got it. But uh, I have to assume if you can just appreciate 
the filmmaking process, this was worth the watch alone on the aesthetics. Yeah, and just like a, a fun kind of watch. Like it's don't get it twisted. I don't think it's like adventurous or, or, or quote unquote fun in subject matter, but like right. a very much the rainy day, you know, watch something entertaining. Doesn't look like it's bad acted or none of that. I mean, I, I'm actually really impressed of how far under the radar this thing is. It's not even blipping. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, no, no shots fired at the particular PR company that, that sent this one over, but they're not always known for sending over the most, high tier, you know, properties uh, our, our way or to other or other outlets ways. So maybe that's the reason it's not getting a lot of attention. I, I don't know. Either way, it looks it looks great. It does. I am actually way more excited for that than I ever could have imagined. Yeah, same. So uh we have it in house now. You can probably get it everywhere except for iTunes. That's March third on iTunes. I don't know what the uh hold up there is, but yeah. you gotta wait a little while for that one. But it should be on like Voodoo and your cable providers, VOD companies, all that shit called Interchange. So uh, Interchange. maybe you watch it before us and let us know what it's like. That mystical Malaysian supernatural thriller horror sci-fi drama. I mean, how many words can you throw? Maybe in? that's an entire subgenre we've been sleeping on. You know, maybe this maybe there's a whole world out there we don't know about. It's a whole new world, man. <laughs> oh, speaking of sci-fi, Luke, have you ever watched any Doctor Who? Yeah, I've seen you know the the the, the Sleeping Angel episode that everyone's oh, seen. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen a couple. Yeah. So uh, David Tennant would be your doctor then, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I more associate him with Jessica Jones these days. Fair, fair. Okay. So yeah, you know, good. I'm glad you brought that up. He's kind of moving into this really uh, like he was like the ultimate good guy for so many people. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a lot of people's favorite doctor still. But then after this stand, everybody realizes, hey, he makes a fucking badass bad guy. Yeah. We're going to get more of that bad guy. And God damn, is he doing a good job in Bad Samaritan? Yeah, this is another one of those that was flying. Uh, funny enough, like uh, there's there's that one channel on YouTube. It's like Horror Addict TV yeah, or yeah, some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, they had the trailer for this one. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. So I just copied the link and sent it over to Anthony for a news post. And as soon as I did that, I got an actual press release <laughs> on the movie. And I was like, oh, well, son of a bitch. Um, it, it looks good, man. It looks like did, – did you ever watch Shameless? Mm. Showtime with uh, William H. Macy. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. No, never watched that one. Either way, there was a – it's a really old show, so slight spoilers. But either way, A, you should watch Shameless. Uh, B, Probably not going to. Yeah, I don't expect you to. Just, <laughs> just being real. Uh, but like, there's there's uh, a dude that steals cars through like a uh, fronted valet company. Okay. Uh, okay. And that's that's really what this looks like as well. A bad Samaritan follows like this group of dudes that, at the very least, is uh, joyriding around in people's cars. And whenever they drop their cars off to the valet, they know that the owner is going to be in that restaurant until they come back out to get that car. Uh, so. Uh, David Tennant's character here has a really fucking nice car. They're assuming he has a really fucking nice house. So they uh, get in his car, use GPS to find his house to navigate home, break into his home to rob him, and he's got a he's got a chick locked up in his house, uh, you know, all chained up and shit. So now he's freaking out, and it's very much like one of those. There. Uh, the the good guys are the guys that were breaking into the house to rob the motherfucker. So like, it's one of those movies that there's really no good guy. Here. Everybody's a bad guy. We're just at different layers of bad. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I like that because uh, I was in a in that realm of watching some trailers on that day that I was not super stoked on. Yeah. And I watched this one. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And then 
we hit that little punch of like, oh, fuck, he's got somebody locked up in his house. I'm like, I'm interested now because yeah. Homeboy is now torn with what the fuck do I do? Because if I tell them I'm here, then I have to explain how the fuck I'm Why here. Why I was Why in his I'm house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, and then it also appears that, uh, obviously, this is not a spoiler or else we wouldn't have a movie. Sure. David Tennant's character finds out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've got this game of... And it looks like even the police do get involved, and Tennant is really well at playing like this the, the charismatic, wealthy guy. Like, oh, why would I possibly have someone chained up in my house? You know, like, <laughs> right. I, I'm obviously doing pretty well for myself. What, what are you thinking? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested in this one. Th- this is one that strikes me as, like, eventually hitting Netflix and being pretty popular, like, in that home videos kind of space. Okay, yeah, I can see this. It, it reminded me of that same, uh, if we were going to pair movies together. Yeah. Like, this could pair well with, like, a Don't Breathe in, in style as far as story kind of goes. Uh, in style and story, yeah. In, in, in intensity, I don't think it's even going to be close to that. But, yeah, uh, very similar in style and story. Yeah. So, excited. Uh, I've got a date on that one as well, if you can believe this. I mean, I'm not being surprised at this point. Release date, April 27th in theaters. Period. That's all I said. Okay. That's all I, at least that's all my press release said. It didn't give me any VOD information, which is a little disappointing. But a lot of times they'll do that. Uh, it's actually a day and date release, but they'll just say theaters because it makes it seem like a sounds more, more badass. Yeah, more high tier product, I guess. Uh, but we'll let you know if, if the VOD release isn't then. Then uh, we'll, we'll we'll update our post with actual VOD information. Uh, we've got it already, so we'll we'll let you know before April. How, how good it is. Speaking of VOD, let's backtrack a little bit. You said, uh, and I definitely wanted to harp on it, is uh, there's still people. I've talked to some people recently about this whole VOD thing, and it's still a dirty word. I don't understand. But you were saying, I think, was it Interchange? You were like, this right here alone. No, no. It's going to be our next movie that we're oh, talking about. Oh, is it about. the next one? Yeah. Marrowbone. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. You said, uh, what was it you said? What was the exact phrasing that you said about Marrowbone? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, spoiler for the show, I guess we're going to be talking about Marrowbone next. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we watched this trailer and, uh, it, you know, it's got the the guy, uh, the older brother. Charlie Heaton? Yeah, from Stranger Things. It's got him in there. And uh, the cinematography is fucking gorgeous. The subject matter looks awesome. The wardrobing is fantastic. The acting looks amazing. Uh, and whenever it ended, I was like, you really don't need to look any further than this trailer and this trailer alone to understand the shape that like direct video movies are in right now. And it's it's very good shape. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous yeah and of course like you said you've got uh heaton you've got anna taylor joy from the witch and all that other yep, shit yep. that she's been in lately i can't think of the other girl i've seen her in some other stuff because uh, it kind of always looks like she doesn't have eyebrows mm. so it gives her face a very uh distinct look i'm trying to think of what i've seen her in but nevertheless yeah i don't know a fucking killer cast like you were saying costuming wardrobe the whole nine super awesome I'm interested because uh, this trailer doesn't give away too much. It gives you just enough. I have a lot of questions after watching this trailer, and I think that's the best possible space you can be in after watching a trailer because far too often these days we watch one and we're like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z equals ABC. Uh, This, I'm like, I don't don't know what the fuck anything means. So I I do have concerns just the way that things were laid out, that this is going to be like, oh, they were all dead the entire Uh, time, like that kind of situation. I really hope that's not the case. It's it's, it's written by the same guy that wrote The Orphanage, which Which I know you like. one of my favorites, dude. I love that. Uh, And when I saw that, I go, oh, perked up. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like every everybody that's behind this, like uh, I think some of the, like what is it, the producers and stuff, or like Pan's Labyrinth and a yeah. whole bunch of other shit. I mean, everything they popped up were like big hitters. Yeah, uh, looks very very interesting. This one. Is this one going to be at South by Southwest? I for I forget. Well, no, 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 because it's going to actually be released straight to video on in April, right? Yeah, this is a day in day out uh, theaters and VOD on April thirteenth. Yeah, that's 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 exciting, and for me to be excited about it means something because it's a period piece, and that is usually not my shit at all. And to be honest, it kind of reminded me a lot of Brian O'Malley's movie that's coming out. Oh, uh, the the Lodgers, the Lodgers. Which I fucking hated. Which I, I hate to say that because I like O'Malley a lot. Right. But that movie was definitely not meant for me. Um, some of you will probably like it when it comes out, but I, I was not a fan. This looks like it. It might take some of that subject matter, or at the very least, atmosphere, and do something. Um, well, just do something. Period. Just, just do something. With, with it. Yeah. See, this one though is uh, it looks period piece purely for the need to eliminate technology. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I like period pieces, but I can see, like, in, in your case, like, yeah, I can see where you wouldn't like it. I just and, can't relate to it. Yeah. You know? Well, and this makes, and I think having this approach makes more sense where, like, this is the reason we need it to be, we don't have to go super far back. Let's just go far back enough that we can eliminate some of these technological uh, safety nets uh, yeah. for what's about to happen. Yeah, and, and, and that's fair. Uh, there's, there's that one line in the movie that's like... Uh, because, again, we haven't said much about plot because we don't really know much about the plot. Right. Uh, there's the name of this family called, uh, they're called the Marrowbones, yep. I guess. And everybody thinks they're fucking weird. They're, they're the, the local weirdos. Yeah. And uh, someone's like, you know, why do you hang out with them? Like, why, why do they hide all the time? And she's like, well, they're not hiding. They just live too far away. <laughs> um, which is kind of a cute way to look at it. Um but again, like I can't help but think like maybe there's some sort of supernatural reason that they can't physically leave that location. Right. Like they're already ghosts and they're attached to it. There's a shot in the trailer where a kid like puts his finger on like a bullet hole through the glass, which makes you think maybe it got shot up at some point and they're all dead. I, even I don't know. the uh, even the poster has that bullet hole like over the whole entire poster. Really? So it that definitely plays a very large part. Okay. There's no hint of parents anywhere either, which no. is interesting. I didn't think about that. That is interesting. Which maybe parents are dead and they're staying in the house. I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe. I think if you did watch the trailer with the others in mind, I can yeah. see where you draw yeah. comparisons very that's ex- easily. That's, my mind went straight there immediately. Um, my brain went to the fact that there was no parents there. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, then, I did not catch that. And then, you know, kind of paralleling with the orphanage, maybe we kind of substitute creepy sack-headed orphan kid for dead parents, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe, hmm. I don't know. I've got all kinds of theories now. And that's, yeah. a, really, that's a really cool place to be in in a movie now because... Uh, we're not going to talk about it on this show because we don't have much to talk about, but <laughs> right. a, a new trailer for A Quiet Place came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, the reason that we're not talking about it on this show is because we don't want to watch that trailer. We sent others out to do our dirty work, and they <laughs> immediately reported back if that we didn't want to be spoiled to not watch it, and so we have stuck to that. Yeah, I mean, even Chrissy watched it, and I was like... You know, how many how many scares are in that trailer that weren't in the first one? Because yeah. the first one really only had the one Monopoly scene, right? Which is brilliant. Which that's is all, great. In my mind, that's all you need. Stop running trailers. I agree. If you're not excited for it at that point, you're not going to be excited. Yep. And she was like, well, there's only maybe three or four. Three and or I, four? And I was like, there's probably six in the whole movie. You know, that's like... Not, that, that speed of a movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, all of it's gone now. So there's no way I'm going to watch that trailer. That sucks when you're... <laughs> When you're John Krasinski, 
and like you've worked very hard to make this super atmospheric film, which, like you said, could hinge on like maybe five to six scares. Yeah. And then some other PR company just takes it from your hands and like, hey, let's show about three or four of these. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Dicks. Dicks. So uh, I'm still all about that movie, but we're not going to watch it. As far as Marabone goes, uh, you can watch that one probably around the same time as A Quiet Place. Actually, it was April April 13th. 13th, yeah. Uh, Too far away from my liking at this point. It's one of those that I watched and I immediately was hyped and was hoping that we could just, you know, view it right now. I think we can, actually. Yeah, but that doesn't do anybody else who's listening any good. Oh, that's yeah. Well, <laughs> just just showing off. Yeah, we can yeah. watch it, but fuck you guys. <laughs> my B. <laughs> my, my B says. Uh, but yeah, April's not that far away, so so get pumped. Or, or maybe we watch it first, and it sucks, and we let you know it sucks, and you don't have to worry about it. God, that'll be a heartbreaker. Don't do that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> that is our news feed, unless you got a couple of little extras you want to throw in. Nah, bro, I need to take a break because I am all hopped up on Death Wish, and it is 200 degrees in this room. I will say, when you have like 720 milligrams of caffeine per cup, and you sit in a hot-ass room, it is not a good combo. It's over. I'm done for. I gotta do fucking suicides outside real fast. (laughs) So we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. Whenever we get back, we're gonna be talking about uh, Netflix's The Ritual. We're also gonna be talking about Dimensions Return into the Hellraiser franchise, Hellraiser Judgment. Do it, son! So as we get back after this, right now. Back, and we're going to be talking about Netflix's latest original film, one that people were asking us about left and right on release news. Uh, it it kind of had a similar journey as uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. It was actually produced by someone else. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe expectations started to dwindle or, or dwindle a little bit. Netflix swooped in with fifty million buckaroos and said, "Hey, we'll take it because we can afford to, you know, have a movie bomb if it bombs, whatever." Uh, so now people have watched it and the verdict is in. It seems to be mostly positive. Uh, at what point did you watch the ritual? Uh, I think the day it released. Actually, oh wow, pretty pumped for this one. Um, well known that I have a, I, I'm going to be strongly opinionated on any outdoor e activity. In a horror film, they normally sure. do it very poorly. Matter of fact, I think uh, Patrick uh, was like, uh, I can't wait to hear you critique their outdoorsmanship. Yeah. Which, surprisingly, I think this one did it the best out of any I've seen in a long time because... Well, they didn't really focus on too much of it didn't. either. But then, like the little details they do, anything that's kind of off can be somewhat brushed off to their inexperience or they got... They went to like an REI kind of place and just got some, you know, give me some tips, bro. And then homeboy hands them out some stuff and they take it out in the woods. That part was okay. Yeah. So I was pretty excited for this one, too. In case you're unfamiliar, uh, this is the one where uh, a couple of guys go into a convenience store. Some terrible shit happens. Uh, One dude ends up getting killed. Uh, He had just previously mentioned that he wanted to do this backpacking trip in what is it like switzerland or some shit like where is it uh sweden i think sweden okay and uh in a way to commemorate him and his final wishes a whole bunch of these dudes go out to sweden uh on this backpacking trip uh wouldn't you know it they're they're heading back they find a shortcut through the woods so they go through the woods and shit is not okay in said woods you you don't take shortcuts in the woods Uh. at all ever uh this one man I saw 
let's go ahead and point out, I guess, some of the negatives that I saw for okay. people. Not necessarily my negatives. How about that? Okay. That uh, there's just not a lot happening to start with for a long time. So I heard that as well. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Uh, in, in my opinion, I think the... The first part of the film is infinitely more enjoyable than the second part of the film. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, so it does this thing where it keeps teasing something happening. And we see this a lot of times. And they tease and they tease and then they never show. Yeah. This one teases and teases and teases and then actually does show. It does. To which I appreciate because I started to get a little worried that we were going to tease and then not show. Yeah. I was like, ah, we do that so often. It's a little bit of a cop out. And I want something. And when it showed its hand, at least creature-wise, I thought it was fucking radical. I, I loved it. Yeah, so creature-wise, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm cool with it. I, I have some problems with the whole logic of it that I won't really get into. Okay. Like, this is supposed to be a, a, basically a super being of sorts. Uh, which Yeah, like a mythical creature. Yeah, and I don't really understand... Why then it has some of the limitations that it has, uh, and, and and to me once once you once you do pull that curtain back and you do show what's there and the cards are out on the table, uh, it's not that it looked bad because it I thought it actually looked kind of good yeah. um, for for what it is to be you know a big CG monster. Um, it seemed kind of goofy and kind of lame to me. Like the the longer this movie went on, and the more I learned about what was going on, the less interested I got rapidly. Okay. I think I'll disagree. Yeah, really. To be honest, I think uh, I like I liked that there was weird things happening, like uh, the scene where the not really a spoiler, sure, uh, but there's a scene where the tent just flies off into nothingness. Yeah, that was cool. Cool. Also worried that we just weren't gonna ever explain that, you know. Uh, yeah, um, but that's been that was done in the Blair Witch remake, and that was my that was my fear, right? Yeah, it's like we're just gonna do that and just. That's that's the most you get out of this. Yeah. Uh, so when we started actually showing things, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm excited now. Now, granted, there's a small portion surrounding said creature that I thought was weird and could have been maybe dwindled down that I didn't really give two fucks about. Uh, but overall, I, I liked the creature. I thought it was cool. I don't necessarily think I'd call it scary, but I, I, I don't think it was meant to be. I think it was just meant to be, check out this cool shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think the... I think the first part of the movie is definitely supposed to be "quote unquote" scary. Yeah, and, and I think I, it's more nerve wracking for sure. And to be honest, I think it does it does a very good job there. Like, I, I don't understand the people that said it, it's not doing anything. I thought I thought it was doing exactly what it was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I couldn't help but think, like, once once it all cracks off, that we had like the opportunity for like a really good witch movie in here. And it was squandered in favor of something that I'm just not terribly interested in. Like I, I think if we could, if we could reposition mythical creature with group of witches or one solitary witch that's just running shit out there, I think it'd be a way way cooler movie. Yeah, see, I, I prefer creature. I think really, I do. I, I... See, that's just a difference in in styles, man. Like, I, I like I like humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we could have done better with the. Um... I'm trying to tread careful here, but the, the external other forces, yeah, yeah, around said creature, I think we could have handled that much better. Yeah. Maybe, see, that's a spot that needs more clarity, mm -hmm. where, like, the 
first part doesn't really need any more clarity. I think the way it's ambiguous kind of works better. Sure. But that part needs a little clarification because you've already decided that this is kind of your explanation for everything. Yeah, and you've got these 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 statues and these these ashy sort of monuments places. And I never really got all of that. Like uh, uh, from like a really elevated bird's eye view, I get what it's supposed to be. Right. But like yeah. once I start examining that further, I'm like, well, I don't really get it. You know. Yeah, you know, I get it. I get it to an extent, like you're saying, from a bird's eye. Yeah. They're having some fun and some playing and some twisting with uh, mythologies and things, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. But yeah, tighten that up a little bit, and then pop the creature out, and I think you've got a phenomenal... I, I, I still love this movie. I really do. But I think you have a phenomenal movie at that in that particular case. Yeah, I mean, breaking it down, I mean, the acting is fantastic. Aesthetically, it's goddamn gorgeous. Um, uh, it even... I thought some of the parts in the woods, uh, some of like the nightmare scenes that happen, I, yeah. I thought some of them were legit, like tense and you know nerve wracking. Uh, Does a good job too of blending those. It, that you're yeah. very aware that it's a weird nightmarish. Kind yeah, of yeah. Even aesthetically, like uh, v- visually, like yeah. you're, you're doing some cool stuff where like you're, you're outdoors, but it turns to indoors in just like one particular section, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that's really cool the way they do that. Yeah, David Bruckner, uh, I think, did a phenomenal job with this one. This is this is a home run, I think, really. I mean, it could have been a better home run. I, I suit you in like a Grand Slam kind of deal, but I think this is easy. Uh, I give it a double. Run. A double? You, you yeah. not, not, didn't make it out of the park for you? Nah, didn't even make it to third base. Damn. Um, we, but we got halfway there. Uh, I, and I, I realize I'm going to be in the minority here just from all of the chatter I've seen on Twitter and such. Uh, I just... I really liked the first half of the movie, and it, it didn't. The, the the back half didn't match that excitement or intrigue for me. Um, it's unfortunate. But you're, you're in the minority for sure, but you're not alone. I've seen other people that downright hate it as well. I mean, I definitely didn't hate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You. I. I, I don't understand the hate. That's the one thing. Yeah. I just don't understand the hate because, like even you said, there's. It's almost a little bit like two different speeds of movies put together. So surely the fuck, depending on what kind of audience member you are, there's at something least, there for you, right? Yeah, at least some of it's going to work for you. Either the beginning, the, maybe the middle, or the end. Something there's yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the beginning uh, works for me a lot. And uh, the, the middle, like you said, could use some tightening up and some explanation here and there. And the end, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, uh, I appreciate that they had this vision and they had this uh, really ambitious direction that they wanted to go in. And they... They executed their vision and they executed their ambition. Uh, it, it's that vision just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like that's not their fault. Like that's no. that's me. I will say there's some. Uh, you made me made me start thinking back through the movie. There are some great uh, moments of tension in the first part, especially when they're great. in the woods and they're starting to get lost. Uh, my favorite could be where they're just staring into the to the woods to the forest. And oh, it's yeah, very yeah. intense, and you're like, okay, I don't really see any. Anything and suddenly there's a movement. Yeah. Oh, that's a good scene. Yeah. That's a real good scene. Future filmmakers, look at that. Take note. That's how you can be building tension and then have like this oh fuck moment. Yeah, and they and they do that uh, a couple times actually, yeah. and it's never it's a great effect. I think. Yeah, it never feels like derivative or they're just like you know copying pasting the same scare over and over again. Uh, it always makes sense. Uh, and some of the nightmare stuff that that travels over into different characters, uh, even that's cool. Their reactions to them are cool. 
Um, I feel like we could have done a little less on that part, though. Like, we start, like, the, the guilt factor yeah, yeah, of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you mean, like, between the main character itself? Right. I think, yeah, I think we definitely go to that well too many times. We there. a little heavy-handed on yeah. that. Like, I get it after the first time. Right. Uh, I really get it after the second <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, like By the time you hit the fourth school. time, it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little excessive. I, I see what you're doing. Um uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not by any means mad after spending my time with this movie. Just a little disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh my god! I mean, it's not a huge spoiler, but I just pulled up IMDb. Yeah. And as far as their photos go, it, just sitting right there, a photo of the creature. No shit. Yeah. That's like, disappointing. So don't if you haven't watched it yet and you want to be surprised, which I think you do if you're going to watch this. Don't go to IMDb because. It's just sitting right there. That sucks. That's a weird one because that one is typically like IMDb is usually ran by like the filmmakers. Yeah. So I mean, now granted, it is a rad fucking photo, <laughs> so I can see why they want to do it. But uh, well, that and being on Netflix, probably everyone watched the, the damn thing anyway. And so. this probably—I don't think this was there um, even last release. week or something. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it's a good pickup. I really do. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's a you know, it's a rainy day watch for me. I, I wouldn't recommend everyone just run out and get it. Um, you ready for this hot take? Please hit me with the hot take. Open house is better. Ah, oh, man. I'm so frustrated right now. I'm so frustrated. I can't even. I'm sweating. I'm so frustrated. At least it was consistent, and it did. It did like mediocre throughout the entire film. This one did like pretty well, and then just nosedived for me. I just want to flip this fucking table so much right now. Unbelievable. Uh, Preposterous. No, I, I, I cannot and will not agree with that assessment. <laughs> I think you're doing that just to piss me off, and it's working so well. There's a few people God out there. Damn it! <laughs> just poking and prodding the fucking bear right now. No, don't don't watch Open House. Watch The Ritual. So much better. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of drag or problems or whatever with the uh, story right there kind of pre-ending. But, uh, man, I, I I would like to see more horror films that want to have creatures take a chance and have a radical fucking creature and show it to me. Yeah, I mean, especially as far as, like, scale goes. Like, you don't see something this fucking big very often um, and that clearly because yeah. when they show it to you you basically get to see it and it gets a lot of screen time once it's once it's there so props to him for that it just wasn't just wasn't for me okay it was for me uh if you for whatever reason haven't watched it which just seems crazy go watch it i think even your non-horror friends for the most part could appreciate this yeah i think so that's the ritual all right now let's switch over to something else that i was really 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 Excited about. And a lot of people were not excited about. I know. This one has so many fucking opinions from so many people who have yet to see it. So let's talk about Hellraiser Judgment, uh, which was cracking me up because I was I was putting out, you know, just promotional tweets and shit. Like whenever we got the screener and in. Motherfuckers were talking some shit. Like, well, don't watch it. It's terrible. Like, motherfucker, it's not out yet. Like, you, 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 <laughs> you haven't seen it. Like, you can't say that. Like, it's not out yet. Um, this one's had a fucking history too, man. Yeah. Okay. So full disclosure, this movie should be dog shit, like <laughs> literal dog shit. Um, I don't even know if Le- Leatherface didn't even have these kinds of problems as far as like just being a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this thing, its production life has been so treacherous. I mean, this wasn't even a Hellraiser movie. It was something else entirely that got reworked into it. Um, and, and even then, it had a, just a shoestring of a budget really just oh, yeah. being made so they don't lose the rights. Um, and, you know, 
I, I was talking to Jimmy. Uh, uh, I was texting him, and I was like, because he, he's, uh, he's in L.A., so his, his screener got to him earlier, a couple days earlier. And so he'd watched it, and I, I was like, I'm expecting it to be half awful, half amazing. And he was like, maybe expect half mediocre, half, <laughs> half amazing. Uh, and I think I'm kind of inclined, like, I don't know if, like, the word amazing should be used when discussing Hellraiser Judgment. Right. Um, but... Some of it is really good uh, for for Hellraiser, uh, and some of it is very much so just sh- shoulder shrug emoji mediocre, you know? So I think you started this off by telling the story of it and nailed basically what the movie is and the vibe of it where you said that they had something else that just shoehorned in some Hellraiser stuff on yeah. it. Yeah. Because there is a moment, and it's like a short film basically, uh-huh. of Hellraiser, and that part I, borderline's awesome, I will say. Yeah, it borderline's awesome. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, uh, because you can still see the budgetary constraints even yeah, yeah. in that. Uh, but then you get to the rest of it, where you can see that it was something else that they're just trying to fit Hellraiser onto. And I was like, "The fuck is that? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is? It, it's a it's a slog, man. That part is a slog." But we kind of knew that that was going to be the case when you got to this detective bullshit, right. and it's just right. <sighs> That part's tedious, no doubt. Yeah, you know, to be honest, it wasn't as tedious as I thought it was going to be. Like, okay. it, it's still not good, but like the the writing on that is so bad. Like the, the interaction with the characters. Oh, it's it's, it's so bad. It's not good, and even the acting isn't great either. No, between it, it's them. Not. Um, but let me ask you this: Have have you watched the other like? Eight Hellraiser movies. Not all of them. I've seen most of them. I think, like I said, the last one I saw was uh, Revelations or whatever. The one where they sit around on the couch the yeah. whole fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so uh, the response that I was telling a lot of these fucking trolls on Twitter <laughs> was was that like if like I, I get that people love the original Hellraiser. Like, Basically, I get you're saying Hellraiser hasn't been good for a while. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like like the original Hellraiser was great. Hellbound was also pretty good. Um, but ever since then, this is this is very much like a a four point five four four franchise. You know, like it's, sure. it's it's not good in any way, shape, or form. It can be entertaining at, at, at times, but like it's always been a case of like a, a kind of shitty B plot with like cool pinhead shit interjected into there. And because the franchise has always been kind of shitty, the fact that this was another movie entirely and they shoehorned it into a Hellraiser movie. Doesn't feel that different than any other Hellraiser movie from back in the 90s. Oh, fair. Uh, I will say, though, it's what makes it more disappointing than maybe it should be is that that whole opening part that feels like a short film. It, that part is so fucking good, dude. It's good. It's so good. Um, Toonie Cliff, the yep. cartoon cat, <laughs> plays the auditor. Does uh, he really? He does. Like, uh, he. he Wrote it, directed, and plays the auditor. I didn't know he played the auditor. Which I will say is by far the best part of the whole fucking movie. Uh, that's what a great character. He fucking kills it. Yeah. The makeup on it kills it. Uh, the interactions with the other characters, it's awesome. I Even the even the process of quote-unquote cleaning somebody is so fucked up and cool. It's absolutely, yeah, I think, once again, I've said it before, I've never read the, the Clive Barker books and stuff, but from what I understand, and granted, take that, it's very limited. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed to me more in line with the books. Because uh, Pinhead is very much, they put him in there just to have that character on film, like you were saying, like, oh, yeah, we 
No, we still own him. Yeah. We look at him. He's on film right here. <laughs> he's he's not basically a big part of this there. movie at all. No, he he plays very little, which honestly I think is a good thing. The auditor ended up being superior uh, as far as a character. I was way more interested in what the fuck he was going to do. No, I, I agree completely. Uh, let's talk about Pinhead himself. Let's talk about Paul T. Taylor. Uh, some, uh, you know, Doug Bradley was not back. Everyone was kind of pissy about it. Uh, now that we've seen him in action, how do you think he did? It's fine. I mean, he doesn't have to do a lot. Just no. stand there and look menacing. Yeah, he's a little bit of a, a, a thicker version. Yeah. Uh, but equally as menacing. I mean, he just stands there and he says some crazy shit and goes about his fucking business. What more do you need from Pinhead? You don't need much more. No. Uh, and in fact, anything that you would need more, you get out of the auditor times 10. And it makes more sense, I feel, coming from that character, yeah. uh, the way they do it. I like the process, like you were saying, like this cleansing process. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of that. If we could have just had a whole lot more of that, uh, fuck, you could even kind of shoehorn it in where we're just randomly getting motherfuckers and going through this process. Yeah, sure. Would have been way cooler of a movie. And I don't know why we just didn't do that. Maybe I could see where that's way more expensive. Because there was some, there was some mm. special effects and shit happening there. Let's, we'll talk about those then. So the the special effects I thought were pretty goddamn good. There is only a, a handful of like CG, you know, moments. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it is largely practical. Even like you said in that beginning spot where you can clearly still see the budgetary constraints. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because it's just so fucking cool. Like. When you're peeling somebody off of themselves, like that's fucked up, man. And like, there's a scene with a dog that's pretty fucked up. Like, had this been because this very much feels like a, a movie that should have been released in the '90s. Yes. Um, this could have went right next to a uh, D. Snyder's uh, Strangeland. Strangeland. It, it feels kind of like Strangeland. It really does, doesn't it? Um, and you know, even like the. It's funny that you said that because even like the the B plot detective drama, like, like Strange Land, <laughs> yeah. had all that shit too, you know. Uh, but had this come out in the nineties, it would be the most extreme fucking movie ever in the nineties. And even today in twenty eighteen, it still pushes some envelopes here and there. Once again, should be no surprise that's uh, Tuna Cliff's bread and bread and butter yeah. is uh, makeup, special effects stuff. So I guess what we're really saying is. Anything that he he's involved with directly, as far as him actually doing it, yeah, uh, it, fucking gold, right? Yeah, it's interesting, it's fucking yeah. money. Yeah, so the uh, auditor, gold. The effects, uh, gold. <laughs> just his his acting, gold. Yeah, yeah, very true. It's God, what, I didn't, I really didn't know that was him. That's yeah, crazy. it's it's everything else kind of where it starts to struggle. It, but in fairness to him, it also seems like everyone stacked the deck against him from the get go. And it was just a constant uphill battle. Yeah. Um, and then also, while while there are some good good spots, I'd say anything involving uh, Pinhead slash the Auditor slash any any other Cenobite worth worth the price of admission. I would say um, all the detective stuff garbage. The ending garbage. Yeah, that ending was dumb. Uh, like that. Secondary whatever kind of being character. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Lame. Like, we, we Very don't need lame. that no. at all. I'm not really sure what the decision was. Now, we'll say, I don't know if they're trying to uh, position themselves for more of these, which I, undoubtedly I'm sure they From are. From what I hear, uh, I think Tooney Cliff has already said he's, he has a sequel. It doesn't know if it'll get made, but like he knows what he wants to see. Yeah. To be. Did, you, did you see the uh, end credit stinger? I didn't, no. Okay, so there is one. Apparently they're in Germany now. And, uh, Interesting. To... Uh, 
two Mormons roll up to the house, and he basically sort of repeats what happens at the beginning of the film. Nice. Uh, so I was like, that's fun, because that's the good part of the film. Like, right. Do more of that. I don't care how you make that happen. Just do more of it. Look, I mean, the Saw franchise has done that in the past. You know, you, you get a bunch of a, a group of motherfuckers together. They've all got these sins in their previous lives that they're going to be paying for in these torture traps. Just take that formula and make it a Hellraiser movie. And I think you've got something there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Man, like overall, this is a weird one because we keep giving a fair amount of praise, really. But it's not a good movie. It's not. It's not. Uh, those first, I don't know what it is, first 15, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Whatever it is. Well, I wouldn't even say the first, because there is, there's an opening stinger that's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's like, the it's Pinhead and the auditor talking about modern technology and okay, all, all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's fucking terrible. So if you can, like, chop that off the front and just start with the the, 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 the first guy that goes through the cleansing yeah, the process. Yeah, first guy. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, when we hit the first guy all the way up until he, we don't have him anymore. Uh, that part, awesome. That's a yeah. good movie, even yeah. though you're going to see the budget, budgetary constraints. I think if you're a hardcore Hellraiser fan, that actually gives you faith in this franchise moving forward. I think so. And then the rest of it is just, fuck it. Because yeah. you, you get away from basically all the Cenobites, which that's what I'm here to watch. That's what I'm here to see. Yeah. Uh, what everybody keeps saying is like uh, they... They, they they got this thing into production to hold on to the rights because Clive Barker and Dimension are still trying to reboot this thing into a a, a much bigger Hellraiser reboot. Uh, I hope that happens. I do because uh, not only was this movie just good enough for Hellraiser to, to keep my attention, um, it's far better than the last Hellraiser movie. So as far as Gary J. Tunicliffe, how do you feel about him staying on board? I'm down, man. I think um, I think you should probably pursue some different directions in the writing department next time, as far as like your B plot or you know that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I think he has the vision. I think he has a passion for this universe uh, that 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 shows. I agree. I don't think he. Sh- I think he, we're in another Rob Zombie kind of realm. Like, yeah, don't possible. write, bro. Don't write. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. You don't have to be great at everything. You're good at makeup. You're good at clearly good at acting, and yeah. you're you know you're. Okay at directing, it yeah. seems. Uh, some of this could be money. Throw a little bit of more money to this guy. Let him do his damn thing. I actually like the fact that he did a bold decision and made the auditor the main character for the most part. Yeah, I agree. With uh, Pinhead as a secondary character. Let's do some more of that, uh, which kind of cracks me up when I see the uh, the cover and Pinhead is... You know, sure. That's I mean, that's, that's, your, that's your lure, right? I mean, that's it what's going to get people in there. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good thing, too. Don't come in as expecting a shit ton of Pinhead, because you're not going to get him. And again, you don't get a shit ton of that in any other Hellraiser movie either. And I don't think you need him. He's kind of a dull character at this point. A little bit. Looks bad as fuck. Yeah. But not that good of a character. Uh, Surprisingly, I will say, as bad as this movie actually is, (laughs) it does does make me excited for potentially more of this with more budget. Uh, I, I recommend this one. Purely for those that love Hellraiser movies. And, and I don't mean love Hellraiser movies in like you really like the first and second ones. You got to like all of them. Because <laughs> if you don't like all of them, you're not going to like this one. But yeah. if, if you liked all of that crazy shit with him going into space and him being in a mansion party rave. And like all of that crazy shit that happened in the 90s. If you're into that, which to be honest, I kind of was. 
you know, again, solid four and a half, five as far as movie goes, if you're being generous. Uh, Judgment fits right in with all that. So I'm, you know, yeah, if you're into that, watch it. It's sitting at 4.2 right now on IMDb. I think that's plenty fair. I think that's fair. That's yeah. plenty fair. Uh, I agree. If you're a super Hellraiser fan, this is definitely probably worth your time. If you're not, it's sad because that first 10, 15 minutes is worth just a regular horror fan's time. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the problem is that you have to go through the rest of the movie. Well, I guess you don't have to. You could turn it off, but... Uh, that guy, I just, I just wish you could just watch that first 10, 15 minutes. I really do. Yeah, I mean, technically um, you could. You could rent it for a couple bucks. Watch yeah, the first if it's bit. worth, if it's, it's hard to say that 15 minutes is worth the full rental price. but Because uh, you're literally going to get nothing other than the dog scene and, and maybe one or two other things. There's yeah. really nothing else in the movie going on. No. Uh, it's a weird, I think it's one of, the, this is one of the weirdest reviews we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I, I, man, I, I'm going to say, though, gives me hope. I just want to reiterate, gives me hope. So, yes or no, recommend. Dude, I can't in good conscience say yes to everybody. But, yes, Hellraiser fans, the hardcore, like you said, yes. Everyone else, no. All right, that's fair. Um, so, we are mostly aligned on judgment, split on the ritual. Split hard on the ritual. Split hard. Well, again, I didn't. I know I'm going to get all kind of shit from motherfuckers coming out of the woodwork Look, telling me I, I was you with know, blah, you. Blah. I was with you to the open house statement, man. We were, we were right there together, <laughs> and then you had to make it personal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, I, I, I didn't hate my time with the ritual. I just. I, don't like how it all played out. But either way, uh, that's going to do it for our double reviews. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our last break, figure out what the hell we're doing, and come back with round number three as soon as we get back after this right now. Jacob, so we took some time, we recalibrated, and now uh, we've decided that we had two Ask Modern Horrors questions, so we're going to go ahead and knock those out. Yeah, you know, we we simmered and we said, hey, let's let someone else do the work for us. The Modern Horrors way. And if you would like to help us out and do work for us, feel free to, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag Ask Modern Horrors. Ask a question, no matter how ridiculous, we will, in fact, answer it at some point. We can't promise a timely fashion. Also, the modern horror's way. <laughs> it's the modern horror. Uh, let's start with Chance Pinley on Twitter. Which movie is the better sci-fi space movie, Life or Cloverfield Paradox? Both very paint-by-number story and have a good cast that's wasted. Hmm. This is a tough question, dude. I... So, not... Too tough for me because I still haven't seen life. So and it's hard for me to say that you should see life. It's funny. I actually have the Blu-ray at the house that got sent over, but I never actually watched it because I didn't ask for that shit. So Maybe you knew deep down inside you knew. Well, it's crazy because it's got like Ryan Reynolds and it does have Jake Gyllenhaal in there too. It's got a fuck ton of people. It's crazy. Like, the cast is insane. I remember when that one came out, I was so excited. And, um, yeah, believe, me too. I believe uh, Megan saw it and she goes, eh. I was like, no, don't tell me that, Megan. And turns out she's right. It's man. You know what? Though? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, this pains me, dude. I'm gonna say life is the better sci-fi. Whoa. And and there's gonna be a lot of motherfuckers come at me. Whoa. Mostly because it sticks to its fucking rules and story and I don't know. It just it has a direction, even though that direction's boring as fuck. Yeah. But it sticks to that direction. Yeah. You know I. I 
uh, longtime listener, part-time supporter, <laughs> hit him 20. Uh, it's very part-time supporter. <laughs> uh, commented on the podcast on the website, uh, on the on, not on the podcast, I'm sorry, on Jason's Cloverfield Review. Yes. With a little bit of dialogue back and forth, and we all chimed in a little bit. And, you know, I think the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way about Cloverfield, the more I stepped back and looked at it, uh, is the same thing that a lot of uh, a lot of its defenders are throwing out there all the time. It's like, well, you know, it was in this parallel universe, so like you don't know how what would happen, you know, if if universes collided and stuff. And you you nailed it. You called it on the podcast. You literally said there's going to be people that just use the parallel universe yeah. thing to just explain away all the inconsistencies. And you know that really. I mean that's that's definitely happening here, but I think the reason it's really really killing me is it's like, it's like the phantasm effect, right? Like you can explain everything away. You can make a movie that doesn't make any fucking sense because at the end of the day it was all a dream. Deus ex or, machina, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or at the end of the day, you know, it was an alternate reality. Like that, that's not fair, you know. Yeah. It, I would be fine with it, but they even in the movie it's somewhat is setting rules and parameters. As far as parallel universe goes, because we've established now that we have Earth, we have alternate versions of people from that Earth, so we we have assumptions that it's basically the same thing, just slightly different. Everybody's kind of slightly doing things, so they have, like, walls alive and things like that, and arms just being able to crawl on their own. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make sense. We don't have any, there's no no proof that that should be a, a thing that's happening. Right, uh, because we see footage of uh, of the woman's family back on Earth, and they're just sitting on a lazy boy, like, in normal yeah. clothes, having a good time, you she know? She recognizes like, the house and all that. I mean, They're not being eaten by the wall behind them. So That's fucking, for sure. So fucking weird. So that's why I will say that, given this head-to-head race... The boring fucking movie that is life. Just like the boring fucking board game. Anything that you uh, name is life is just going to be boring. Uh, can at least stick to the formula. There's so many other better space movies that you should be watching. Sunshine, which I said. Uh, uh, Pan- Pandorum. Pan- Pandemonium. Whatever the fuck Pandorum, for sure. Pandorum. That one's better. There's Alien, a- obviously. I-, I, don't, I don't think anyone has reported on this yet. And I'm not even really sure I'm supposed to say it, but... Eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> no one will ever listen, we've said before. <laughs> the uh, the guys behind uh, Feast and the Collector and the Collection, uh, Patrick Mel- Melton and Marcus Dunstan, yeah, yeah. are actually working on a sci-fi horror movie right now. Okay, I'm uh, down with that. That is really, really exciting for me. I'm always, always ready for more sci-fi horror. And you, could, you can do the most ridiculous shit in the world. You just... You make yourself your own rules and then just play within those rules. That's all I ask of you. Yeah. You can you can follow whatever rules you, you want. You know, just make those known. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So so what what's your are you 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 haven't watched life, but are you Yeah, you know? I, I can't say. Um I, but I can I can one thousand percent say I've seen much better horror <laughs> sci fi movies than Cloverfield. I mean, it, maybe it's not called life, but I mean there there's literally pick one. It's probably better. <laughs> No, it's really true. <laughs> Pick one that's that isn't those two, and it's probably going to be better. Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt Marble on Facebook says this. This is a little bit of an old question, so don't be confused. No. <laughs> so, hola. with twenty seventeen in the books, what horror scenario would you like to see get tackled next? Is there anything, Luke, that you want to see next? You know, uh, this is a hard one for me because I feel like of all genres, like horror has been fucking everywhere. Like we've been 
to the suburbs. We've been to space. We've been in the hood. We've been uh, we've in, in school. We, we've been <laughs> literally everywhere uh, with ghosts, with demons, with psychopaths, with rapists, with you name it. We, we've got it. Uh, so when you're thinking about where we go next, like it's really hard to answer. Um, and the only thing I can think of is is we have all this new shit coming out, right? We have all this new technology, and I don't think a horror movie has really come along yet that really paints an accurate picture of how scary all of this technology can be uh, without, you know, being hyperbolic as fuck throughout the process of it. Like, right. I think there's enough room for, like, a really good you know, smart house, fuck you up kind of movie. I think there's a lot of room for a really good psychotic Uber driver sort of movie. Uh, and there have been many, many, many of these movies done already, but none of them has been very good. Uh, I, I think we have a lot of room to use modern day technology as a horror backdrop, not necessarily set in the future, but not even like, not distant future like Cloverfield, not, you know, somewhat near future like Black Mirror, but like the the right, the here and the now. I think there's a lot more exploratory or, or a lot more exploring we can do with that stuff that we're not doing right now. It seems fair. Uh, for me, the first thing that came to my mind, and, I, and maybe it was being slightly tainted by the first question, mm. was I do like that isolation horror. It's been a while, maybe ever, really, that we've had a really good, like, you're stuck on a boat kind of horror film. I mean, they've done it plenty of times. Don't get me sure. wrong. But I can't think of a really good one right off the top of my head. I've never seen it, but people mention that, like, Dark Water all the time. Is that? No, Dark Water's not on a boat. No. Black the only one I can really Black think Water? of right now is, like, fucking Harbinger Down and Ghost Ship. Isn't there one where, like, sharks are, like, in the waters around them? Yeah, but they're in the water, not on a boat. Oh, uh, okay. And see, like, okay. that's the thing. I don't want, I don't want sharks. You sure? Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know what I want. It could be ghost, it's fine, or it could be whatever. I just don't want sharks. You know, I think it'd be kind of cool to have, like, and I guess it's kind of happened already with Triangle, but, like, having, you know, a, a weird time warp, you know, Bermuda Triangle sort say, of situation. Bermuda Triangle shit. Do but, that, but don't make it lame. But literally, Triangle already exists, and it yeah. took place on a boat. But it's... I don't know if I want to call that one good, though. <sighs> it's not bad. It's not great either, though. Fair. I mean, fuck, dude. You could do some cool shit, though, like with a, a cruise ship. Imagine some crazy shit going down on a cruise ship. I mean, you've been on one not too long ago. Yeah. There's a lot of motherfuckers on a cruise ship. That's true. I have to imagine that would be really expensive. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. It would. But we're living in a fantasy world right now. We're sure, just, sure. Know, what we would, might like to see. Who knows? No, that'd be cool, especially if it was like a... You know, this is tough, and it'd, it'd be a hot-button topic for sure. Okay. But with all of the gun control conversation oh, yeah, stuff no. going on, like having any sort of isolated backdrop, such as a cruise ship, or even if you want to go really hardcore, make it a school or whatever, Ooh, yeah. just really hit home like the the horror of that that actual situation and do it in a tasteful kind of way, of course. Uh, I think that, that could be interesting uh, without being exploitive, of course. Right, right. So another one that I'd like to see, and I didn't realize I'd like to see any of this until I, we were having conversations about other movies on our Slack channel, mm. in particular Western movies. I never thought I liked Western films, but turns out, I guess I maybe do because I've seen a lot of them, and yeah. there's, there's several that I do like. And it made me think, there is that, uh, I remember way back in the day where we were talking about that uh, audio drama, Unbeaten Path. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a Western with a Yeti. Was supposed to, I don't know if it still is, but it was supposed to be getting made into a film. You should loop around with that guy. I need to loop around. I just now thought about it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, 
I would have thought, eh, Yeti, but then I saw Primal Rage, and it made me go, no, this can work in the with the right way. Damn like, it, that 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 re- really could, yeah. Like you do it the right way, man, because like I'm I'm envisioning a a mashup of Bone Tomahawk and Primal Rage. And that would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, and for those of you uh, that haven't seen it yet, it's been at a handful of festivals, but uh, we've been talking about Primal Rage for a while, and it's actually going to be in theaters via a Fathom event uh, next month in March. Uh, I think Patrick might be writing up a post about that. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's actually going to be an extended version of the film that we haven't even seen yet. Oh. Uh, but it's not really part of the film. It's like a, a making of documentary is attached to it after the screening, uh, okay. which with that movie specifically, I think would be really cool. Uh, so if you are near a theater that normally gets the Fathom events, just go ahead and Google it, see if you can get you a ticket, and uh, watch Primal Rage. Uh, it's going to be on VOD later this year, but you can watch it in theaters, which I think this is one that you probably would want to watch in theaters. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. It's got... I see. We we've we've seen a lot of Bigfoot horror films. Oh yeah, uh, this one is <laughs> different to say the least. You've yeah. not you've Unlike never seen any big, other. Yeah. yeah, like you can't even compare it to any other Bigfoot film. It lives in its own little uh, nook. You can compare it to some other kinds of films, but not not, <laughs> not a Bigfoot film. You know, it's very true. It's weird. I had a I had a third one that I was thinking, and uh, it's it's gone. It's left my memory, it's oh, left my no. brain, which sucks. Must not have been that good. I guess not. I mean, me, I still want to. Uh, I don't know why, but I still really want to see like a skateboarding horror movie, just like in that culture. Oh no, for sure, that'd be cool. Uh, I think there's a lot that can be done there. Um, I feel like that's something that Blumhouse could tackle well and hit that hit that particular age demographic really hard. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that would be interesting. I thought of it. I haven't watched Mohawk obviously yet. I yeah. want to see Mohawk super bad, but it may, it gives me hope that maybe we could explore some more of that kind of time period. This, mm. um, you know, this long hunter kind of situation, or maybe even, you know, native Americans or, uh, like what if the revenant was more of a horror film? Mm. Like, I, I like that kind of, uh, that, that thing. Yeah. These, these, these uh, Frontiersman. I think there's some some good horror to have with that. That's interesting. I again, I've mentioned on this very show, I'm, I'm not a period piece guy, but I do think that would be interesting uh, because you have it wasn't what we're looking for, but you had that Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter uh, or whatever yeah, back in yeah. the day. Um, if you could take some sort of like, even if it's like a journal posting back in the day from like. George Washington, like talking about a ghost, like in his house or something, and like just extrapolating that into like an actual story. They're doing something kind of similar right now with this new um, Sharon Tate movie that's coming out. Uh, yes, yes, yes. With uh, I think Hillary Duff is that who it is? I believe so. Hillary Duff is Sharon Tate, and uh, it's it's not about the Manson family killings, uh, which you would think it would be. It's actually about these references that Sharon Tate made uh, the months leading up to her murder, saying that she was having these nightmares, seeing herself being killed, that she thought that her house was haunted and all this stuff. So it's actually going to be attacking that part uh, of her life, which I think is really interesting. And I think if we went back in history and really paid attention to what some of these people have written in documents, we could probably make some really cool movies in these periods where I've been largely untouched by the genre. It's there's a lot of missed opportunities because speaking of which, I believe it was Andrew Jackson who went and visited uh not too far from here, Adams, Tennessee, where the Bell Witch uh, is reported yeah, yeah. to have been. Uh, so you have a 
at the time, a U.S. general, uh, future president of the United States. I'm not saying that Andrew Jackson's a stand-up guy because he is by far not a stand-up sure. guy. He did some shady None shit. None of those dudes. But, no. Yeah. Jackson was a... Uh, Man, what a what a fucking character. Let's it's say fucking the least, brute, right? man. He for sure was. But this isn't the kind of bullshit I don't think a guy like that is is wanting to write down that hey, I was at this dude's house and there's some fucking spooky shit going yeah. on. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to admit that there's some weird things that might be a little scary. And we did have that movie with uh, what was it uh, Sutherland Donald? Was it Donald? Yeah, it was like a, an American haunting or yeah, something. Yeah, but we we, we uh, did this weird cop out where like he was molesting the daughter. That wasn't like, good. Yeah, that's a bad movie. Like, like do what you're saying. Take these historical written documents, which we have a lot of, even if they're just passing references. Yeah, which you know, like I say, there's historical figures that have written about it. Yeah. Let's take that and let's make that into something. That could be really, really cool. That could be really, really cool. Uh, yeah, so that's my answer. How do you feel, though? Let's let's backtrack just a little bit because I'm curious about this Sharon Tate thing. How, like, I don't know. Part of me just feels like it's a little exploitive at this point. So her family sure seems to think it is. Yeah, I just... Because I, I, when I saw it, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, how the fuck would I... I mean, because there's a ton of Manson things and it's always the... This is always brought up. Yeah. But this one just felt like it took it a step farther to where I actually felt a little gross about it. So why, though? Because, like you said, there are literally dozens of other movies that do this. And that's why. It's like, man, at some point, that poor family has got to catch a fucking break. Because you just don't want to see reiterations of this over and over Nah, dude. Dude, man, you've got Tarantino hitting it next. I mean, this this isn't going to die anytime soon. Tarantino just fucking choking bitches out and spitting on their faces and shit. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah, dude. Is that surprise you in any way no because i i've 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 made some you know knocks i'm not saying tarantino's a bad director i don't think that's the case i just think he's a weird dude and for like, sure anytime you bring up that tarantino may not be a god or at least in the past you'd get fucking hammered on it oh yeah it's like mm, look at your god now yeah you get fucking crucified <laughs> for saying something bad about tarantino he's a fucking weird dude dude he's wild man he's a wild man yeah man um, uh, apparently everyone's just a fucking psychopath in show business. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not I, I surprised. No idea. You know who seems to be the most normal people, though, are the ones in the fucking horror genre. Yeah, absolutely. All the yes. ones we talk to doing really weird, fucked up shit are all really nice people. Right. Because they're working that shit out in other ways. <laughs> they really are. You know, they're putting that into, like, art, you know? Matt Stewart. <laughs> right, right. Still, Which, still fucking traumatized from that shit. Shout out to Matt Stewart's, uh, his movie, Tonight She Comes, finally hit iTunes here in the United States and Canada, so watch that shit if you haven't already and if you're ready <laughs> <laughs> hey it's, it's violent man it's gory it's uh it's gross it's it's everything that i wanted it to be i think i said it when we had him on but even if you hated everything you saw you probably still should at least see that last that last bit yeah absolutely because that's some that's some shit man that's some shit again ain't never seen anything like <laughs> no I'm, I'm not sure if i need to see it again either to be real with you um what else we got? Is that it? I mean, that's it, dude. I, we we went off the rails a little bit there. Cool, man. I mean, I'm cool with going off the rails. Um, yeah. So thank you, guys. Uh, Patreon has sort of uh, ticked up a little bit. We're up to 31. Thank you, patrons so far, which I know doesn't sound like a lot because it really isn't. But we're appreciative for every single one of you guys. Uh, if we can hit. 50 patrons, regardless of dollar amount. Like, we're not even really worried about the, the, the however much money it brings in as far as a goal, but the amount of people. So if we can get 19 more, is that right? 31 plus Bro, 19? don't ask me about math. Okay. I was like an English major for a while. Either way, if we can get to 50, 
Um, maybe we can have some sort of special episode where we are just like maybe we can replicate the hiccup episode. Oh God! On both sides of the equation, Woo. where we just get like blackout drunk okay. and, and 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 podcast on whatever the users decide. Oh shit! So if we if we can hit fifty subscribers, we will dedicate our time and our livers to making that happen. Okay, I'm fair. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, also, don't forget this is a giveaway episode. So share. Yes. Uh, retweet, yes. share on Facebook, all those things. Follow Death Wish Coffee, and we're going to hit somebody up with some sunglasses, stickers, some coffee. Yeah. You name it. We got some shit to give. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, just so you know, since this is going to be across Twitter and Facebook and, and, and whatever else, uh, don't don't be shy about sharing across both platforms because that might double your chances. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just saying. Uh, so that was episode 138 of the Modern Horse Podcast. It would not have been the same without each and every one of you. So until next week, thank you. We love you. We are out of here. <laughs>